Hi, we are going to the second installment of our series, Who Am I? Last week, we talked about us being the children of God. Do you realize that you are a child of God? That we're not just physical bodies floating around, wondering. I even mentioned last week, if you still remember, that we're not just, we were not just created to suck air. You're not just air suckers. We have a purpose and we were created in the image of God. God is our father. That was last week. Today, I'm excited to tell you the next, next aspect of who we are as a person. We are not just physical bodies. We're not just soul. We are actually a spirit. We are created in God's image. God is spirit. We worship our God in spirit and in truth. He is an invisible God. You can't see Him or the things of the Spirit. Spiritual things cannot be seen. They're invisible. How many of you have seen God? Well, I haven't. I haven't seen God in my life, but I know there is a God. I can feel God in my spirit. I know that He is here when I look at the things, the visible things of this earth. It's not clear who invented the first microscope. Do you know what a microscope is? A microscope is that gadget where when you look into that microscope, you see smaller things that the naked eye or the human eye cannot see. I found out that the Dutch spectacle maker, Zacharias Janssen, is credited with making one of the earliest compound microscopes, ones that used to have two lenses. This was around the 1600s. But before that time, people didn't believe that bacteria existed because no one has seen any particular that small, even the viruses until he started looking at this microscope and he found out there's little things moving about and there is such a thing as bacteria. That was the only time people began to take a bath. People began to wash their hands. During that time, you know, they don't take a bath every day, but now they realize it is important that we do so. Not because you haven't seen something yet doesn't mean it doesn't exist or is not real. Many times the things that are unseen by the human eyes are more real. In fact, the Bible tells us that the invisible world, the spiritual things, are more real than the visible things. Have you ever felt loved? Have you experienced peace and joy, for example? Well, love, joy, and peace, my friends, are invisible because they are spirits. You know they're not there. You can't explain it, but you know in your heart that there's such a thing as love. You can't see them, but you can feel them. Somebody probably expressed love to you lately and you know they love you. Or probably when you wake up one day and you're full of joy. These are real feelings, and they're not just feelings. They're actually spirits. It's the same way with God. God is spiritual. You can't see Him, but you know He exists. By the way, spirits are named after their function so that we can begin to understand them. But not all spirits come from God. There are other spirits that come from the enemy, the devil. For example, fear. Have you experienced fear in your life? Fear, for example, is not from God. That's why in the Bible it says, God did not give us a spirit of fear. See, it's a spirit. He didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of self-discipline. In another version, it says a sound mind, soundness of minds. Spirits are all conditions of the heart. When you're fearful, that's what's in your heart. When you're faithful, we have a lot of faith that's in your heart. When you feel love, that's in your heart. That there's a spirit that lies deep in the recesses of your heart. 
Those are spiritual things. It is important that we realize that these are conditions of the heart. In Jeremiah 17, 9, it says, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? The human heart is deceitful. What, what does that mean? It means we are deceived to thinking that we are loving. Or sometimes we think we're always selfless. But by nature, human nature, the default is we're very selfish creatures. We're selfish beings. We're always thinking of me, myself, and I. We begin to deceive ourselves. Sometimes we think that we're always good. By the way, we're not good. The Bible says no one is good, right? We're selfish human beings. And we feel the whole universe re just revolves around us. Very important because this is the condition of our heart. Today, I'm going to entitle this message, I am accepted. I am accepted. Who am I? I am accepted by the beloved. Who am I? God received us already. God's full 100% love and acceptance was and is given to us today. Who am I is very important. To know who you are will define the way you live. To know who you are and how you think of yourself will define your actions. Many times, last week we said, what defines you? What defines us many times is the world. The world will tell you you're accepted if you're doing well in your job. The world will tell you you're accepted if you're performing. Sometimes we get our acceptance from our achievements, our trophies in life, right? If you have a lot of trophies, for example, you're into sports and you win, you feel so accepted and the whole world loves you. Sometimes you feel accepted when you have a lot of possessions or money. Don't you feel sometimes you feel valuable when you have money and you look, at, you look down on yourself when you don't? You feel like a failure. Why? Because our acceptance is dependent on the world. But let me just tell you this. It is not the world who will define you. It is God who will define you. Because God already accepted you. Have you ever accepted a person into your life? For example, when you take someone into your life, into your own home, when you have accepted someone into your own home and welcomed someone, you know, inside the, some a place, your sanctuary, you have taken on or embarked on a new relationship with that person. You allow that person to have a new relationship with, with you because you've been accepted. You feel received. You feel valued. You feel you belong when you're accepted. You're no longer an outcast. You feel that you are not abandoned. You feel that somebody loves me, cares for me, and I am valued. It is a natural tendency for human beings to want to be accepted. I want to be accepted. I want to be affirmed. I want to be, I want to be important. See, I accept, sometimes people, I accept you into my life because you're valuable. What if we're not? What if we're not at par? I accept you into my life because you are my brother. Okay? What if you're not my brother? I accept you into my life because you're my child. You see, as a parent, you know, I have three children. I don't care what they do, whether they mess up the house or not. In fact, even if they fall, they'll still be my children. I won't reject them. I won't abandon them because I love them. I accept you into my kingdom because you're my family. The opposition of acceptance is a word called rejection. 
Have you ever felt rejected? I've felt rejected so many times in my life. Rejection is also a spirit. This particular spirit of rejection has plagued countless of us. It is a spirit. To some, it's a stronghold. What is a stronghold? A stronghold is a, it has a hold on you. It's, the grip is so strong that you can't get out of it. You feel like when you're rejected, you feel like you don't belong or you're not given value. What are the signs of rejection? How, when, when people are rejected, you know what they do? They try hard to please people. People pleasers many times have been rejected in the past. The reason why they want to please people is because they want to feel accepted. Or you constantly want the approval of others. Is that you? You always want to make sure that people approve of everything that you're doing. Or you avoid people in fear that you might be rejected. Some people, they know that they're not accepted. They've been rejected because they avoid crowds. They avoid people. They don't want to join them because they feel they're going to reject me. Many times, people who have been rejected are very insecure, right? I've experienced that. Or sometimes you try to achieve things to show your worth. Major achievers, people who achieve things, sometimes the reason they try their best to achieve things or, or they overachieve is because they want the acceptance of the world. You are overly generous so people will like you. What does that mean? There's nothing wrong with being generous, but when you're overly generous, when you're giving and giving, even be, for example, many of us, especially the Filipinos, even if they don't have anything to eat, they'll still like to give. Why? Because there's a rejection in there. Or you don't try at all because of the fear of failure. Some people were just cowered down and will never try at all. Again, rejection. Another thing, symptom is you find yourself comparing your circumstances or situation with others and you never seem to measure up. That's rejection. Or you feel like you're, you've missed out on life's opportunity and now it's too late. I'm too old and now I'm just going to be with myself. No amount of encouragement is enough to convince you of you, of your value. No matter how people tell you how valuable you are, you can't seem to receive it because there's a rejection and there's a spirit of rejection in there. You feel rejected. The, again, this is the next point is you feel rejected when people don't greet you or acknowledge you, especially people in leadership, right? You always want to have the affirmation of leaders. That's rejection. You're easily offended oh, or embarrassed from discipline or correction. You don't want to be corrected because it's so embarrassing. Or you're always trying to prove yourself in public. You know, when you post in social media, you always try to show the best side of you. Why? Because we want to be accepted by people. You feel like you're on the outside looking in during interaction with people, like you don't belong. Or you think you could do a better job than the current leader or teacher if you're given the opportunity. <laughs> I'm guilty. Sometimes I feel I'm better than my boss, right? That is a spirit of pride and rejection. The other one is you believe no one understands or what you're going through. Other signs of rejection are this, perfectionism, fear, withdrawing from life, self-reliance, not God-reliant, but self-reliance, people-pleasing, lust, insecurity, inferiority, shame, being shy. The root of the spirit of rejection is pride. When we get rejected, it hits the very core of our being. It wounds a big part of our hearts. It's so deeply embedded in here, we can't explain it. Today, 
we want to expose it. Unless we know we have it, unless it is, it is exposed, it is very hard to heal. But today, folks, let me just say this. You're going to know the truth, and the truth will set you free. When a spirit is exposed, we have nothing to prove, nothing to hide, nothing to lose, and nothing to fear. I'd like to end with this one last verse. Bible says, accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. Jesus Christ has accepted you. How can I worry about what other people will think? He's perfect in wisdom and knows everything about you, all your mistakes, all your shortcomings. And yes, He still loves you and accepts you the way you are.